This episode of the, this super episode of the Pixcast, we talk about the Super Bowl, Brady's legacy, Belichick's legacy, Edelman, McVeigh, Brian Flores, Matt Patricia. We touch on all sorts of beautiful gemstones from a beautiful, uh, somewhat boring Super Bowl. It's a great episode. Let's go. Wow, Max. What can you say about those Patriots? <laughs> all in all, uh, I love them. <laughs> With all my heart. With all of my heart. Unfucking believable, Max. This is now the sixth Super Bowl win for the Patriots. This is the, what, the 12th championship for Boston since the beginning of the millennium? I think so. Six. Where, where you go? <laughs> Why do you get settled? The sun is like right in my face. There we go. This is pretty crazy. I mean, all of America thought the game was boring. Not the case for me. If if your team's not in it, I can. I guess I can kind of see how people would think it's boring. Yes. If your team's in it, it was incredibly stressful because it's such a low-scoring game. It felt like every single drive was like. It waffled between like, oh, they went three and out. Who cares? We'll, we'll get yep. the ball back in two seconds. It was either that or it was like, oh, fuck. Now like they're going to score and like any score would like decide this game. That's why it was it was really boring-ish because it yes. was super low scoring and like nothing happened. But it was also really, really intense because at any point you were like, well, if one team can put a, put a drive together, we're fucked. You know yes. what I mean? Yeah. It, I don't think I sat down the entire game. Second half, I was, I was doing a lot of... We were, we were pacing quite a bit. We also got way too drunk. Way too drunk. Yesterday, way too drunk. Yesterday was bad. Yesterday was really bad. I mean, I was basically hungover for the entire day. I mean, they didn't go away until <laughs> I think about not 8 or 9 p.m. It was one of those full body hangovers. I had a hard blackout. Hard blackout that only mm-hmm. started, however... We were talking about this. It only The blackout started as soon as the trophy ceremony was over. Yes. So it was like my body was like, all right, we get it. You're taking, a lot of, you're taking in a lot of booze. It was like a, my body was like a boat. And we're like, we're taking on water. We're taking on water. <laughs> but all we got to do is we just got to make back to shore, you know. And then, you know, the water's up to your shins. And then the water's up to your waist. But then, you know, you're getting closer and closer. And then finally they got the trophy ceremony. And then my brain was like, good, you're done. <laughs> That's all you had to do. And then I woke up the next, like, you know, I woke up at like 5 a.m. in, in my bed. I'm oh, like, what? Oh. what the hell happened? You know, I went and drank 17 glasses of water. <laughs> thought I was going to fucking die. I was like, why does my mouth taste like uh, hot Cheetos and vomit? Uh, <laughs> and then uh, Brittany was like, I, I wake up and I'm like, why am I sleeping on this side of the bed? She was like, are you fucking kidding me? I'm like, what do you mean? She goes, uh, I dragged you home. I put you in bed and you like flopped on like a dead fish, like a, like a dead beached whale. And you like flopped onto my side of the bed. And I was like, Max, can I please have my side back? I want to read. She has a, a lamp. And she's like, I want to like read my book. She stayed dead sober once she saw me like falling off a cliff. She wanted to read a book at Sunday after the yeah, Super Bowl? You know, she's like, I want to read a book and unwind a little bit before bed. And I was like, and I was apparently just like a dead, <laughs> dead weight. Wait, she wanted to unwind when you were blackout drunk next to her. <laughs> I mean, it was not like I was, I was, I was had negative energy at that point. I was like a sack of potatoes, you know, so she just flopped me on there. Oh anyway. Well, I'll tell you what, I woke up to French fries basically up my ass and ketchup packets like all over the floor. I got up and I was like, what the fuck is going on? I'm like, why are there French fries oh, in the God. bed? And I, I woke up and I'm like, Kayla, like, why is there French fries? She's like, oh, I ordered hi-ho when we got back. <laughs> and I'm like, wait. I didn't eat hi-ho. Dude, I was so drunk. There was hi-ho left in the fridge that she ordered nice. for me with fries that I did not eat. And she was throwing fries at me. Like I woke up in confusion. I see ketchup packets on the floor. I thought I, I murdered it. a hamburger or something. <laughs> so be honest. When did you eat the cheeseburger? It's, it was tossed out. No. I, don't even get me started. So last night I asked her. I'm like, hey, is the hi-ho still in the fridge? She goes, no, I threw it out. I'm going to be a little gross. It's like that the 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 jam and stuff might soggy it up. It's also cold, and it's like I don't want to have high ho when it's like not fresh. It's almost like high ho is a high ho is a very very high end cheeseburger delivery that we all get because we're all gluttonous pieces of shit. Yep. 
but to throw out a hi ho, I, I kind of you know what I kind of get it because it's such like a fresh burger and the fries that there's absolutely and this is what makes it good this is the opposite of like a mcdonald's or a, a burger king or whatever <laughs> there's no preservatives in yeah, it yeah right a mcdonald's burger you've seen that shit where like yeah. they take a mcdonald's burger and they leave it out on the counter for like eight years and it doesn't deteriorate at all it's and crazy. then they do that thing where they put another burger we're like we got this burger today and we bought this burger eight years ago can you tell the difference and you're like no fuck what am i doing better order a couple of cheeseburgers. It's funny. I'm actually getting kind of hungry. I kind of mind a couple of double cheeseburgers from McDonald's, some fries, oh, sweet and sour sauce, six piece nugget. Ooh, Ooh. get me started. But yeah, um, back to the game. Back to the game. Let's, so we got drunk. Good for us. Yeah. What did you think about the actual game? Um, wait, real quick. That uh, Gibraltar pizza was pretty good. The meatball with the jalapeno. Love that. Wasn't sure what is why what makes it a Gibraltar it's, pizza. It's not the Gibraltar. If this is kind of like an inside joke I have with John, it's called like the Gibrali or something. I call it the Rock of Gibraltar because <laughs> it pisses him off and I name it wrong. It's one of those damn things. But yeah, no, that was amazing. Yeah, meatball jalapeno on pizza is pretty damn good. Like a spicy meatball. And sneaky, I thought our our food setup for the for the Super Bowl was pretty, pretty good. Oh, it was great. You you did a great Just job a, on the like chips. a ton of chips. Mm-hmm. And then around mid-first quarter, into the second quarter, pizza, two giant pizzas show up. Perfect. Amazing pizzas. And it was one of those things where like, I was in charge of booze, and I got a handle of tequila and like 24 Modelos, but like everyone kept bringing their own bottles. So it was yeah. just like, oh, God. Yeah, I brought my own bottle of High West. Shout out to High West bourbon, rye, whiskey, whatever the hell it is. Very high-end. I'm a really, really big fan. I think that's the well at uh, uh, Misfit. Uh, probably. It's, it it's pretty, it's, it's good. It's high end, high west, high, I high style, high brow. Like hi ho. Hi ho. But that the there burger. Ooh, but hi ho isn't a high end place. The burgers are like five bucks. I never understood the concept of a high end burger. I'm saying that in like comparison to Carl's Jr. Yes. Okay. Or whatever. You know, a high end burger, and I don't know why, but everybody in LA loves to talk about like this is the best burger in LA. Like we we found it, we found the best burger in LA. And on one hand, I'm kind of like, cool, I like burgers. I don't think there's anybody alive that likes burgers more than me. Mm-hmm. But on the other hand, I'm like, dude, it's a fucking burger. Like the a the difference between an A plus and a, like a C minus is not that huge. Like you can Agreed. make that. You can, like pasta, really, really A plus pasta is incredible, and it makes yes. like regular yes. store bought shit like look or you know craft or whatever terrible but i don't know like a really good steak versus a really crappy steak that's Mm -hmm. a huge difference huge but to me like the difference between a really good burger and like a pretty mediocre burger is not it's a really good point like like pano stout everything it's just all the kind of the same yeah yeah yeah. i agree with you on there ah now i'm getting hungry but yeah (laughs) back to the game yeah i didn't sit down the entire time i was literally pacing i mean to have your team be playing in this Super Bowl and having like nothing happen it was almost like a bad dream and you're like trying to fight off somebody and you can't quite punch them like it was just like this limbo of being tied and nothing happening and it was just very very uneasy the Rams could have won that game 500 times so could the Patriots so could the Patriots that's kind of that was that's what made it so crazy is that if at any time something fa- happened it would have like blowing the game wide open but just nothing <laughs> nothing kept happening you know you what's know, haunted me ever since the super bowl ended it's just awful and this really did happen john and i were going to venice to go pick some stuff up before the super bowl and i see this massachusetts license plate um you know up up there i'm like oh that's perfect there's a parking space right behind him i'm gonna sit there or you know whatever park there nuts per- to butts nuts to butts and i was like oh yeah might as well park around the, the mass hole because you know that's good luck to the page uh patriots in the super bowl and of course like i look at the license plate and i'm like looking at my john and i'm like oh it's three three six six three and i'm like what if we win like 66 to three <laughs> and john's like yeah Maybe it's a sign. Like we said it out loud, like, yeah, maybe the Rams only score three points. We said it out loud. Do you know what the freaking bet was for that? If I would have been like, oh, I should just go with that and just because you can bet on how many points mm-hmm. a team scores, $250 would have won you $100,000. A hundred. Oh my God. Three. Oh. Well, that's why you don't gamble backwards, right? I hate myself <laughs> because not only even did, just throwing like ten bucks on it, like whatever. I want them like ten thousand bucks. Oh my god! Isn't that, that crazy, sucked. dude? 
it was one of those things we even said it out loud. We were like, yeah, like this is a sign. Yeah, just don't even get me started. Anywho, Patriots won 13 to 3. I was a nervous wreck the entire time, pacing, eating pizza, pacing, eating pizza, drinking, drinking heavily, um, tequila, whiskey. So for beers. all this, for all this bullshit talk, Sean McVay, vaunted offensive young prodigy genius, <laughs> who everyone is trying to um, basically mimic the Rams in the league in terms of like how they want to, you know, build their franchise in the context they want a young offensive minded guru to come in they hired like 10 of his coordinators <laughs> he gets absolutely schlacked so yeah i mean they got just slapped around all credit to patriots and brian flaris and all these guys like they fucking killed it <laughs> now do you know the stuff about how he how jared goff like will get to the line early and call a play do you know the stuff about how um goff has the radio in his helmet yes so they, that's what that's what happens. The coach calls in a play, twins right, triple Z Y, Filipino hooker, you know, well, whatever. When he's in the huddle, yeah. yeah. And then um, that there's a play clock, and it goes from it goes all the way down. When it hits 15 seconds, that's right. The thing is cut off. The microphone's cut off, mm-hmm. so the coach can no longer communicate with the the quarterback. So I guess what was happening this whole year was the Rams would break the huddle. With like 25 seconds left. Yeah. Go to the line, and then McVeigh would read the defense and then fucking radio it in to Jared Goff. And then Jared Goff would, do, and then they'd either audible or, or change the play or keep the same play. Okay. And that's like, so it was kind of bullshit because Jared Goff isn't reading the defense. McVeigh's reading the defense, and they're just doing it's not bullshit. It's just like an, an innovative <laughs> way to strategy. Do it. It's clever. So then, so they had to like get around that. And so then what the Patriots would do is they would call two plays in the huddle in the, on the defensive end uh. and they'd go in. And then if Goff would audible, they'd show them one defensive look. And then if, if they saw Goff audible and change the play, they would then change to another one. <laughs> so many fucking layers of like changing bullshit. That is, that's so incredibly smart to have all the guys do that. All be on the same page be like, okay, if they do that, we're doing this. But if he does that weird little thing with his hands, we're doing that. Like, that's crazy. And to do that for a full game, nuts. Absolutely it, it was a defensive masterpiece by Bill Belichick. That's what they're saying. I guess we we're in our secondary running a zone coverage, which is something we haven't done the entire year. The entire year they did, they played man coverage almost exclusively. And this game they decided, All right, okay, we'll, we'll, do, we'll play zone. Insane. And to do that like on the fly in two weeks just completely changed the makeup of your team is fucking bananas. And that's what they did when, um, what's his name, Flash went down. You know, they were like a regular yep. wide out, you know, stretch the field. This is our mini Randy Moss, uh, Josh Gordon. When he goes out with a, with a, uh, with a drug problem, with a rehab, <laughs> he's out with a rehab. Uh, they completely changed it to the power running game. And then they were like, fuck it, we'll put James Devlin. Guess what? You're going to play. 35% yep. percent of the time now you're a fullback in the NFL today. Insane. So much fun to watch. Getting a little football nerdy. That's why like, I kind of get if you weren't, if your team wasn't in it, I understand why you wouldn't be a super huge fan of the game. I was a wreck the entire time. Yeah, it was a nightmare. Like the entire time. I, it was anxiety driven. I mean, yeah, I was kind of waiting for Goff to make a mistake. He finally did at the end with the Gilmore interception. But I will tell you what. That Gilmer interception was incredible, though, because they called they hadn't blitzed all game. I don't, did you know that? No, we've been blitzing all game. No, they hadn't. The Patriots had not blitzed all game. That was the first time they blitzed. Really? I thought we were blitzing like every time. So what they do is they would just send like three guys from one side. So it looked like incredibly like okay. too many guys. Uh, that time they sent both safeties. And they and then this guy that uh, Brian Flores was talking about it all week. He's like, one of these times I'm gonna call cover zero. Cover zero means they're not covering anybody. There's no fucking safeties. Both safeties are rushing at him. And they didn't blitz all game. And then they finally like they held on to that one. It's like uh, it's like an Uno. You know, you hold on to your draw yeah, yeah. four. Yep. Wild card. He held on to his draw four wild card until that very last minute. And then he was like, fuck it. And Devin McCourty and Deron Harmon. Deron Harmon, who was only in because Patrick Chan broke his fucking arm in half. That was scary. That was gross. Anyway, they both rushed in, and then Gilmore knows that that's the call. 
So Gilmore doesn't even like look at his guy. He just like knows that the ball's coming out quick because there's two guys running. And it's probably coming to him because they're running from his side. And he side. was like, no way is he going to throw it to me. He's like, I can't believe he's about to throw this to me. Up oh, there it is. I better not drop it. That I get was it. it. I get it for Goff, though, because if he goes over the top, that's a touchdown. That's But that's the whole point of that defensive yeah. play is that we force you to throw it here and off your back foot and, oh. with, and with a guy in your face. And, and on the backside... This other guy's just like staring at you, wondering where the ball's gonna go. It gives me fucking chills. I'm, I'm, I literally like have goosebumps because I was, I'm like going back to that moment. I, cause I remember I thought that I was gonna sail over Gilmore's head and I thought it was gonna be a touchdown. I was yeah. like, oh, this is like, it's gonna go right over. It's probably gonna hit off Gilmore's helmet, right? <laughs> and then bounce off the Rams' helmet. He's gonna like catch it and it's gonna be a double helmet, helmet catch. Yeah, it was crazy. And it's definitely one of those things where if, if you want to get all football nerdy on it, this game was fucking awesome. If you want to be like a regular person, the game sucked. You know, it was the lowest rated Super Bowl in like since 20 two, years. Since 2007, I think Broncos, Seahawks, that when the uh, Seahawks shellacked them. Yeah, that was awesome. Do you know what else? My favorite part was they did, uh, it's the lowest rated or the lowest viewership. They also did it by city. Can you guess the city with the lowest viewership? New Orleans. New Orleans. Oh my God. I saw that the New Orleans newspaper was like, uh, the headline was like, what Super Bowl? And it was just blank. Yeah. The, the whole newspaper was just blank and it's just giant capital letters like, what Super Bowl? I love it. I love, I love that they're salty about it. They have every right to be. And I love that it's complete bullshit that they weren't in the Super Bowl. Complete bullshit they weren't in the Super Bowl, but it actually benefited us because Sean Payton and Bill Belichick are actually like relatively close. Yeah. And so it's never really good to like, you know, have like your buddy be coaching against you because he knows like too much. And it's like it's it's a little, little bit easier to kind of get some insight on what you think Bill's going to do. But I think, yeah, I, I'm really, really happy that those uh, Southern California refs were refing a Rams game. Did you hear about that? No. Four, four, I sent you the article. Four officials during the Saints-Rams game were from Southern California or live in Southern California. Oh, you love to see it. Yeah. <laughs> so maybe those were the only four Rams fans that exist. The, the only four Probably. LA California Rams fans that exist. It was. Fo- it, this is how lame the people are here. I'm wearing a Beat LA Boston Celtics t-shirt. It's really obnoxious. It says mm-hmm. Beat LA in like big, you know, white and green letters. No one person was like even like saying anything to me. Yeah. I also uh. lo- I also look like the Unabomber, so I guess I kind of get it for them. <laughs> um, but I was like waiting. I had like ten comebacks. For people, I'm like, yeah, oh, what'd you buy that shirt last week? Oh, today? Like, come on. Burn. Yeah, burn. Next. <laughs> Let's hear it. What, what, you got any other to come back? Oh, I was going to do the old, oh, who would you bet against, a Patriot or a Ram? Like, I would just shoot it in the back of the head. <laughs> With a musket? Yeah, like looking like me. They're like, oh, my God. Okay, never mind. Like, I like the way Ram skins taste. Like, okay, Jesus. moving on. <laughs> Anywho, actually, goat's really good. Oh, you're eating goat now, you fucking weirdo. Yeah, sacrificing goats. Um, it's what the blood is in the corner of the room. But yeah, no. Um, I love the same fans being salty. I actually liked a lot of, I already checked out a couple of the other fan bases' uh, message boards. Okay. Packer fans were really salty for some reason. No idea. Because it's like, Packers, who cares? You guys have no, they have no connection to this at all. And they were like, yo, Aaron Rodgers would have fucking shredded the Rams defense. Tom Brady sucks. Like, if Rodgers was on the Patriots, he'd be like fucking 17-time world champion. I'm like, okay, guys. Thanks a bunch. But like, he was going against Nadamakin Sue and Aaron Ndamukong. Donald. Aaron Donald just won the defensive MVP. He won the defensive MVP. Uh, they beat the... MVP Patrick Mahomes twice this year. <laughs> yeah, we did. They beat the defensive rookie of the year and somebody else, the comeback player of the year, who should have been LL. Anyway, there's uh, what an unbelievable year. And for a group that like all year we were, we were like, yeah, they're pretty good, but they kind of suck. No, I, I didn't don't think know they why were they're very still good. here. I didn't think they were very good. Just, I thought they. I thought we just we had a lot more heart. And I think last year losing that Super Bowl, and I think a lot of the turmoil and things that were written about the team in context of the conflict between Bill Belichick, uh, Tom Brady, and Robert Kraft with the Garoppolo stuff. I think this was kind of like, you know what? Let's put all that behind us. Let's just do what we're supposed to do, and that's win football games. And I think that's what they did. They did their job, and they won. What's interesting, I felt like, I don't know, just like the way I was watching it, we were getting like our pass rush was really good. Yeah, it was awesome. They were doing – they were it's it seemed like they just changed up how they did stuff and it just worked like they wouldn't they were saying the patriots were running 
straight through and normally they run laterally to stop holes from forming i don't know that's what tony was saying everything i think i know about football i kind of feel like a total fucking poser because i like look at something (laughs) and they're like see how this guy he runs over here and hits that guy and i'm like oh my god i never would have thought of that i thought we blitzed the whole game (laughs) at least that's what i saw that's what i saw i was like oh yeah we're just like sending five guys maybe not okay it was it was an unbelievable game tony uh tony romo was okay the announcers were okay. I mean, Ro- Romo, his AFC championship game was spectacular. Yeah, that was great. He couldn't really live up to how great he was back then, but just that's only that's only a testament to how good he was before. Tony Romo was great. Um, I don't know. I, th- I thought it was an awesome. What did you think of the halftime show? I mean, I'm not like a big Maroon f- I didn't Honestly, I didn't know Adam Levine was part of Maroon 5 until that moment. I was like, oh, that's what Maroon 5 is. Really? Yeah. I didn't put two and two. Oh, no, no, no. It was the, I knew Adam Levine was part of Maroon 5 because of the Super Bowl. Like, Adam Levine, Maroon 5. I'm like, oh, that's what that is. But I didn't realize what their songs were. Yeah. Well, they all sound very, very, all their awesome songs sound very similar. Yeah. And I'm kind of just like, who is this guy? And honestly, yeah, I, he just... Yeah, he just seems like a kid from Brentwood who has a bunch of tattoos, who loves California and thinks he's amazing. Yeah, <laughs> little full of himself. I mean, the way he was dancing and singing, I mean, honestly, I, can't, I don't want to talk too much shit because he's, you know, he's part of the tribe as well. Big day for the tribe. <laughs> Stay on point. Here. Yeah, so, sorry. Uh, I okay. Here, let me let me hit you with a let me hit you with a little uh, fun fact for you. Okay. The band's called Maroon Five. How many members are there of Maroon 5? Six. Six. Trick question. You know how I know Name that? Name them. <laughs> <laughs> it's, Adam, it's Adam Levine and those other guys. Adam Levine, John, Jacob, Benny, Taylor, and Robbie. Ooh. And Craig. Just the gang. Just did the boys. I, get any of them Just the boys. I have no fucking idea. Yeah. The only reason why I know that is because on Instagram had something about that. Like, oh, Maroon 5. Oh, it's actually Maroon 6, but yeah. I've been to a Maroon 5 concert. Sorry. Sort of. And it was it was awesome, to be to be completely fair. When, you were probably drunk, and you are just like, oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, kind of. But <laughs> I was I was working at this last year. I worked the Final Four. Um, oh, that's right. In San Antonio. Yeah. And mm-hmm. it was really fun. But then at the end of the thing, they have like a mini concert. And Maroon 5 uh, headlined the concert. And so I was like, oh, yeah, I forgot about Maroon 5. They're cool. Adam Levine's cool. And and he put on this show, and he was like, and I've seen this before from very, very, like, cool, air quotes, cool guys, yeah. is that they get on stage and Pick they do, quotes. like, that, um, I don't even know what you say. It's like they're just fishing for compliments from a crowd. And it's like, yeah, dude, the crowd is here to see you. So yeah. I've seen it with a couple of big YouTubers. I've seen it in, like, uh, big couple of big speeches they go like oh you know like i made this like little song like i hope you like it and it's like their number one like gold platinum (laughs) fucking whatever (laughs) billboard chart song and everyone like loses their minds and you're like yeah you didn't have to be a fucking bitch about how you said that you could have been like (laughs) guess what uh this is the song that you're all here to sing or here to like hear me sing that's but so that that I was kind of like, okay, fucking Sally, why don't you just play the goddamn song and not show me your California stomach tattoo? That was aggressive. That was a tough one. Uh, but any, anyway, at the end, of, other than that, I thought he did, they did a pretty good. It was a pretty good show. Bunch of bangers, you know. It's for for a show like that, you kind of realize that you need somebody with like fifteen or twenty songs. You know what's kind of weird was seeing Big Boy come out and like the, you know. That was super weird. The collective. Well, because they was. had to have like actual like a, an artist from Atlanta performing, which was like why I was like, why is there a white Jewish kid from Brentwood performing at a right. halftime show? Right. I'm like, this is like clearly you guys don't want Ludacris. Well, obviously Andre. Nelly? Aunt, no, no, not Nelly St. Louis. But um, Andre <laughs> no, wasn't. N- Nelly Furtado. Uh, get it right. Oh, sorry. Well, so... <laughs> What is that, a quiche? Um, but yeah, no, it was a little weird. It kind of feels like for sure uh, Big Boy probably got a lot of you're a sellout stuff, I'm assuming, from his cohorts. Yeah. Because that was kind of weird. They should have really, I don't know. It, it just didn't feel like a Atlanta flavor, at least in the context. Of you know like what, what sucked is it like it almost did when they pulled out that marching band or that drum line. Do you yeah. remember when they had those guys? Yeah. 
they were like pulled out the drum line. It was all those dudes. They looked fucking. It was like, oh shit, are we about to do like a marching band yeah. style thing? Like this is gonna be sick. And then they did like one thing, and then they were gone. It sucked. It's like it Atlanta sucked. is just not having a good football last couple of years. They can't get the right artist to perform at the halftime show in their city. They have the Patriots coming, where it's like, you know, your abuser comes and just shits all over you. I mean, how, Daddy's home. How is who? If you're a Falcons fan, that whole week you're like, uh, wait. Uh, yeah, you just Airbnb your house and just get the hell out of there. Right? That's, so that's bad. That's what I think of. Ugh. Ugh. Nightmare. Matt Ryan. Ugh. So McVeigh sucked. Wade Phillips was really good. He, uh, the defensive coach of the Rams, mm-hmm. he'd you know he he played like he had been in a big game before. That's yeah. kind of like no, what no, he, we he thought was, was going to happen. He was a defensive coordinator for the Broncos when they won. Yeah, so he played. You know, he played really well and. He kind of gave Tom Brady fits. Other than Edelman, like this offense sucked. But that's the thing, though, is that like all it came down to Brady sucked. But then when he needed that one drive, he got that one drive. You know, and that's kind <sighs> that of like, what do you want me to do? Like that's why he's he's the champ. That's why he's the goat. That's why he's the fucking baller. Whatever the hell you want to call it, the baddest motherfucker on the planet. You know, when he even when he's playing crappy, when he needed that one to to win, he did it. And it's like the opposite of last year, the Eagles game. He threw for like 500 yards. I think it's also one of those things, too. It's like the team momentums kind of like mirror each other a lot of the ways when it becomes like a close game. Like in these big games, it's very rare there's like a blowout. It's like I just feel like if the Patriots didn't throw that interception on the first drive and we scored, I think the Rams have been like, all right, here we go. Let's score. I feel like that would have been like maybe – Helped it pull towards like a high scoring game. I don't know. Sometimes like little things can just really change stuff. I don't know. I just, I don't know. I just kind of felt that Tom Brady didn't necessarily didn't play bad. I just think that it was just a tough dude. It's hard to play in a fucking Super Bowl. These defensive linemen are like, you know what? I don't have to worry about next week. Yeah. They're not I can, ju- I can just go after you. And it's tough. I think that's why in a lot of these games, defenses can really come and play a huge, you know, be, be a in big, the beginning, yeah. but then it's the same thing that happened in the Falcons. Tire out, is that yeah. they just get tired, and, and then after we come a while, just keep running at them, and then do just they can't fucking go for that long. That's what she said. But you know what I mean? Like it's <laughs> just they get tired. Like what are you? What are you gonna do? That's what she said. Yeah. Um. But yeah, it was one of those things where that's what he said about his day. <laughs> that, yeah, that's what he said. That she said. But he said it first. <laughs> that was her comeback. Yeah. First. Um. And yeah, I just you know what? Even after the Atlanta Super Bowl, like I know we lost last year. Even if Tom lost this, he's still the the greatest of all time. Well, but that's that. You know what else is crazy? You're thinking about that. I was thinking about that after the f- fucking. Um, what else is crazy is I was thinking about that after the Seahawks won. You know he that he was his fourth. That's insane. I know. And then he won the Atlanta one, and then he went back to the Super Bowl, lost to the Eagles. Boo hoo! Sidebar. Fuck the Eagles, by the way. Oh, love, love all the shit talking they were talking last year about. Like, man, Patriots don't have any fun. That's why they fucking suck. Like, I'd much rather have fun and win one than like not have fun and win six. It's like, okay, guys, way to like barely squeak into the playoffs. And, and something's going bounced. on in their locker room. I don't know if you read that. Carson Wentz said something about he could have handled things differently. Wentz and Foles and everybody fucking hates each other, and they're all just like, that's what happens when you suck. Is that you like you end up looking for somebody to get mad at. I think Foles ruined Carson Wentz. I think the fact that he just won that Super Bowl, I think it's just, if you're an Eagles fan, I think you almost wanted them to lose last year because then you would have got like 12 or 13 years of like confident Wentz because Wentz, Confident wins. I th- no, no, I seriously think his like psychology is just absolutely crushed after the backup came in and won them a Super Bowl because all Carson Wentz and then do- almost did it again or, dude, or like at least got him in the playoffs. He got him close. It's like even if Carson Wentz wins one Super Bowl, he's like, I'm even. Yeah, he's like he's trying uh, to get back to even. Now. Dude, it's just it's a tough climb. I, I don't know. I think that's part of it. I think it's like something like he doesn't really maybe no one will like will name it. I think that's a large part of why he's been having a tough time. I think if you're the Eagles, just get like trade Carson Wentz right now, get a bunch of draft picks, and be like, let's just keep Foles. He mm. wants the Super Bowl. I love that there's turmoil for the Eagles, though. Because be honest, I'm being like honest. I didn't like. I wasn't like, oh my god, I hate the Eagles. Like after they beat us, I'm kind of just like, whatever. Like we'll be back again next year. And yeah, man, that's and how we want. I was like, <laughs> oh, that's weird. Usually we win these, but I guess this time we won't. We'll be back next year. Not a big deal. And we won. 
six and exactly three. what happened. I'll tell you what, six and three is definitely a lot better than five and four. Yeah, I mean, it, I mean, it would have been bad, and it's way, way cleaner to have the six rings. I mean, even getting to nine Super Bowls though is like Incredible. fucking bananas. And we've seen ten because of the Drew Bledsoe, Bill Parcells team. Yeah, we've seen ten. Yeah, that's crazy. This will never happen again. No, not in our lifetimes for sure. No, absolutely insane. The yeah, oh God, getting to nine fucking Super Bowls. It's 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 fifty fifty for Brady. And, and, and every and year we're, he we're, plays, we're, we're favored to win again next year. No, no, the Chiefs are. Chiefs are number one. Are you sure? Yep. Well, at least with the, I guess I saw odds where Patriots were one. This Chiefs are one. Patriots are like very close, but a, a second. It's crazy. I think Patriots. At least what I saw was plus six fifty to win the whole thing. That's like not bad. Wow. Ooh. Oh, what I'm really happy about is better X lost. This guy scared the hell out of me. Like really, really good betters scare the hell out of me. <laughs> Let this, you ex- explain what that is. Okay. So ESPN came out this article. I think on like Friday or Saturday, being like better X came in and dropped. <laughs> Seven-figure bets. Better meaning a person who places bets. Who wants to be anonymous, but then not now better he's like I'm better than you. Yeah, better. Um, and he wanted to be anonymous, anonymous, hip hop anonymous, <laughs> and uh, they call him Better X. And so now he's like not anonymous. Oh, God, I can't say this freaking word. This is bad. He's not hippopotamuses, and yeah, which is also weird. It's like if you're the person who doesn't want anybody to know who you are, don't have a name for the person, right? Yeah. Makes sense? Okay. And so he dropped seven-figure bets on the Rams. So that scared the hell out of me because this guy bet on the Houston Astros being the uh, the L.A. Dodgers a couple of years ago in the World Series. And then last year, he put heavy money on the Eagles beating the Patriots. So I was getting kind of a little bit scared that this guy was like – He knew something. He knew something or he's just like, you know what? This is just adding up. Which, at the end of the day, not a bad bet because they only lost by 10. And there was a million times where the Rams could have won the game. That one pass breakup where Jason oh, McCourty runs all the way over. That was amazing. It's really cool. The McCourty's won a Super Bowl as twin brothers. And Devin was the was the Browns player? Jason. Devin's been on the team for like five years. That's right. Sorry. <laughs> Jason, Devin, McCourty, McCourty. It's a sports podcast. Yeah, right. Um, so Jason was on the 0-16 Browns team last year. And then this year he wins a Super Bowl. Yeah. So he literally like was in like the depths of hell and then climbed all the way to the mountaintop. Yeah. That's unbelievable. It's pretty awesome. With your brother, with your twin brother. Yeah. And then you have an amazing pass breakup, which is like save the game, literally save the game, which would have been one of those bullshit. Oh, look at this. You know, the Patriots wide receiver of last year. They didn't pay, had like the biggest catch in the Super Bowl. Like maybe you should pay your wide receivers. Nope. (laughs) (laughs) Never. Now, speaking of wide receivers. Okay. The one guy who was noticeably absent from the Rams' offense. Oh, Gurley? Cooper Cup. Oh, yeah. Cooper was not there. Who, if my... Let me check my stats. He is a white guy. Yes. A white wide receiver. Mm-hmm. Do you think the game would have gone different if the Rams had Cooper Cup in the lineup? Because Belichick basically would have been like, ooh, I love you so much. Yeah. <laughs> Be like praising him the whole week. <laughs> And then be like, so anyway, um, we're getting rid of Chris Hogan, who sucks now for some reason. And really bad. Cooper Cup, will you please come and play on the Patriots? Coop. Oh, that's next year. What no, could no, have been? What could have been? Dude, he was uh, Jared Goff's like like safety blanket, security blanket. Cooper. Oh, plus a cool name, Cooper. Coop. Yeah. Cooper's a pretty cool name. Is it a is it a white guy name? It feels like a Nantucket name. It feels. I don't know, Cooper. Think of me like a Texas guy. Like, hey, this. Hey, it's Cooper. It's Cooper. Where's Coop? Oh, he's up at the fucking. Uh, he's bailing hay right now. Yeah, Coop. Coop. He's got the whiskey. <laughs> yeah, Coop definitely has the. Who's whiskey. got the bourbon? Definitely. What's not the a, difference? Not a quarterback name, but like a, yeah, like a wide receiver. Like oh, Cooper. He's great. Cooper's wide open. Cooper's <laughs> always open. <laughs> well, he wasn't at the Super Bowl, thank God. And um, yeah, but I, at least in terms of wide receivers, I mean. Our Julian Edelman is a freaking MVP. Julian Edelman MVP. How did you How did you feel about that? It was great. Um, quite the beard. Quite the beard. Were you like a little bit intimidated? Well, his grows fast, but it doesn't grow bigger than that. His grows Jewish too. It like comes out like a rabbi out to the sides. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was very. It's like uh, it's inflate. It's just inflated. Inflates. Yeah, infl- yeah. Exactly. He was the the MVP. I guess 
Gilmore also could have been the MVP. A lot of people were talking about how bullshit it is that Edelman got the MVP because twenty five to one odds, I think. The Patriots defense like they said the whole defense should have got the MVP mm-hmm. or Gilmore who had like a pick and like three tackles, two pass pass breakups and a forced fumble or like you know, a really, really good stat line, but it's hard to give it to the way you play defense in the NFL, like the everybody has to work together to play yeah. more so than anything else. So it's kind of crazy to say like one guy should get it. Mm-hmm. My favorite thing on Edelman was uh, two of the guys, Sue and what's his name, were both like, yeah, we had Edelman like bottled up for sure. We <laughs> good old Julian Edelman, Super Bowl MVP. But they were like, yeah, we we totally took him out of the game. And they were like, what are you talking about? He was the MVP at 140 yards. Like, the whole offense had like 180 yards. And Edelman had, like, and he was like, they were like, oh, no, like, we, we let him get his yards, but we took him out of the game. The Rams defensive guys were saying that. And I was like, okay, here's my, the only option that could have been one, you're not <laughs> sure what it means to take someone out of the game. Yeah. Two, you don't know who Julian Edelman is. And you thought that was. Fucking or three, you're really stoned the entire time, and you just have no idea what happened. Yeah, you're talking about the game of Madden you played last night. <laughs> and only get the MVP first Jewish MVP ever. Ever? Oh, it'll, it'll be the only Jewish MVP. <laughs> Let's be clear about that. But yeah, he's the first ever um, NFL um, Jewish most valuable player. Big, big day for Juice. Super Bowl MVP. Big Adam, day for Juice. Adam Levine halftime. Adam Levine halftime. Well, yeah. him being there is big. Yeah. His performance left <laughs> a little bit good. to be desired. But now he opened the door for... It's like it's like Obama. Now, like, we're, we're comfortable with, like, a black guy being president. Exactly. Because now, like, Obama did it. Something like that. Something like that. Yeah, something like that. <laughs> McDonald's cheeseburgers. McDonald's. But, yeah, no, Julian Edelman, he really deserved it. Um, I'm just... he. You know, it's really tough. Like, you just don't, like, put yourself in these players' shoes and you just watch these games and you're sitting there on your couch and you're like, I don't understand, like, why that guy didn't hold on to that catch coming over the middle. You have to understand, like, these guys, when they're going out there and they're making these catches, they have a 200-pound human coming at them. (laughs) Sometimes they're defenseless. Sometimes they're trying to spear them with their heads. They're like, you know what? This could be the last day where I'm actually, like, able to walk. Look at what happened with Ryan Shazier last year. He was paralyzed for a little bit. I mean, it's to Terrifying. see to see Edelman go across the middle and just catch these balls. It takes so much fucking balls. And concentration, and concentration and practice and timing and all that shit where him and Brady go up to Montana and have a little uh, uh, make-out session or, uh, sorry, practice sessions or whatever. It's, it's a European kiss, I guess. I don't know. Tom Brady, did you see that kiss he gave Bob Kraft? Yeah, a lot of mouth kissing. Maybe it's, is it because of Giselle? I... Maybe. Is it like he goes it's like a South Euro America? thing? You do like a lot of cheek kisses? Something. I think what happened was they both went for the cheek kiss at the same time and they both, you know, they both curved, they both zigged or whatever. Yes. Both curled in. Both did hook routes. <laughs> Curl routes. <laughs> Curl route kiss. Yeah. Uh, just, they did the tongue route. <laughs> yeah. <they're laughs> Twins white, 39F, French kiss on one, on one. But I just love all the uh, the Tom Brady haters. Uh, they were just coming out of the woodwork. You had a fucking terrible game. He sucks. It's like, dude, you had a terrible game and they won. He threw for 500 yards last year and they lost. Like, what the fuck do you want? Come on, man. I still think the Atlanta game was the greatest game I've ever seen of, of any, like, competitor. I've just, like I said before, like, seeing Tom Brady throw the pick six and he's trying to tackle that guy and he's just literally on the ground. Yeah. I mean, to go there to what he did is just... He's the GOAT. He's the greatest of all time. I mean, I know it's turning into a Patriots love fest, but the Super Bowl just happened. I guess the really, really sad thing is that now football's over, and I've kind of like come to grips with that today after like not being hungover, and I feel like clear-minded. Yeah, that's um, a real bummer. I mean, I'm a huge NBA fan, so I'm like really excited about the second half of the season and all that stuff, but... You know what I thought was bullshit? Right out of the gate, Instagram, the fucking Red Sox was trying to hit me up on Instagram being like, guess what? Pitchers and catchers are about to report to spring training. I'm like, hey, baseball, fuck yourself. Whoa. Like, I don't care about baseball, at least until, like, late midsummer. Later than that? Yeah. Like, okay, baseball, like, chill the fuck out. I'm like, we got That's basketball, oh. we got March Madness, we got hockey, I guess. Is hockey still going? And, like, uh, all the majors for... Uh, Sports podcast. For golf. 
Golf. Like the Masters and stuff. Masters. I love March Madness, by the way. March Madness is amazing. I love good MMA fights, probably. I like MMA. I will watch any MMA card. I love it. Love that stuff. McGregor is at the at the game with at the Super kid, Bowl right? with his kid in matching purple fitted suits. That is amazing. Pretty fucking cool. That is awesome. Baller. But yeah, I mean, Tom Brady's the greatest of all time. Uh, next year, I feel like they, I think the Chiefs will win, and then we're gonna win the next year, and then he rides off at the sunset with seven. He for sh- no, Tom Brady for sure wants one more ring than Michael. That's he wants. He's going for the greatest American athlete ever. Yeah. Athlete in quotation marks. Because <laughs> <laughs> I can run faster than him. But he is just... Uh, what else can you say? What else can you say He's about He's the greatest. Tom? It was amazing. Do we think... Speaking of retiring... Okay. Who do you think the next person on the Patriots will be that retires? I think Gronk's done. This year? Yeah. I think that's it. Yeah. Yeah. He was, to see it. He was going to retire, I think, last year... I, he's just taking. I mean, dude, how many hits that guy takes? I hasn't he had like ten surgeries, dude. It's not even. It's twenty nine. Yeah, he's got to be. He's got to take care of himself. I mean, he can make money out here doing Hollywood stuff and all that. He'll be over here, you know, doing whatever. He'll probably TV show, be a host or something, right? Yeah. I wish they could do that thing that like Clemens used to do. Roger Clemens used to do, where they'd like he'd sign on. And then he'd be like, uh, I'm only playing home games. Yeah. And like wouldn't travel. Or they'd like hold him out until literally the playoffs. That, okay. This idea I think is like great. We've actually talked about this in the past. Like, why, don't, why doesn't Gronk just play like a couple quarters out of each game or have him just save him to the end of the season? Yeah. Why can't we do that? I don't know. I guess they need the, the roster spot or something. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, you're right. But, like, it's, so sign him and then immediately put him on IR for, like, the first, whatever it is, 10, 10 games of the season, can, 8 games can, of the season. But yeah, but can you just do that? Can you just say, hey, he's on the IR? I guess you could make up something. Yeah. But can't. But how does that work? I don't even know how that stuff works. I don't know. He's out with a leg. Is it like, oh, it has to be confirmed by the team doctor, and it's like, who pays the team doctor? Is it the NFL or the page? I don't know how yeah. that stuff works. I'm a doctor. Yeah, right. Sure. <laughs> I'd love to be friends with the NFL team doctor. <laughs> <laughs> I think I, – I don't – he was talking like he was re- going to retire. It's such a bummer. And he was talking like in, doing it in a cool way. Like I kind of think that if you retire on the field, it's pretty fucking lame. Because it kind of takes a little bit of the spotlight away from the oh, whole of team. Course. And he has to think about it. Yeah. Like, like, don't pull a Peyton Manning, be an absolute bitch about everything, and retire, like, right there, and then talk about Papa John's and Budweiser for two hours. So you know what I mean? Like, like, allow the team to have their moment in the sun, do the fucking duck boats, which they're doing today. I was so fucking FOMO for it. They did the parade in Boston. God, there's nothing more fun than the championship parade on the duck boats in Boston. That's so much fucking cool. But anyway, I think he'll probably retire in, I don't know. For the next couple of weeks. I, I think he already knows. Having said that, I also, like kind of like you were alluding to, I could also see a scenario, or scenario, scenario. Whoa. Scenario? Um, where if the Patriots, yeah, if the roster spot thing isn't like a super big deal, and they can have X amount of tight ends in the team that they say, hey, yeah, one more time, one more rodeo. Yeah. Like, let's go. Like, let's, let's go. Come on, one more time, Gronk. One more. If they can year. like really baby him, or like you know, just fucking, I don't even know how you say it. Like limit his minutes. Do you give him the LeBron treatment. You yeah, know? agreed. And then why not? He I had, mean, I mean, he Max. had the he had the best catch of the whole game. AFC Championship too. Yep, he saved him in the AFC Championship. That's the thing. It's like when you have trust between your quarterback. I mean, that's just like they're in sync. And they're on, they're on the same wavelength. I would hate to see him go, but at the same time, I want him to do what's best for him and his overall health because I know he's taken so many hits throughout the years. And, he, you know, he's one of those guys who's like a big knock-around type guy. And, like, when you're in college and you're doing stuff, you don't really think about this stuff later on. It's like all the head trauma and stuff. It's just, you know, ugh. Yeah. It's got to be tough. Well, I hope he doesn't, but I bet he probably will. Yeah. I think it's probably the best thing for him. But, yeah, I mean, on to next year, we'll see what this Patriots team can do. There's going to be obviously a lot of um, people thinking the Chiefs are going to win because Mahomes is out for blood for sure. But at the same time, you know, uh, everyone thought Carson Wentz was the next best thing because he was in the MVP candidacy before he, you know, got hurt a couple seasons ago. And then now he's just mush. So, I don't know. Mahomes seems like he's here to stay and he's here to dominate the league for the next – 15 years but. did you see him playing basketball yeah that was an amazing spin holy fuck i know he's he's the real deal 
Oh, the one thing we didn't talk about, uh, the commercials at the Super Bowl. Uh, sorry, I remember. The only good one I saw was the NFL one. The Game of Thrones one? Uh, the Game of Thrones Bud Light one was really good, too. The milk, the chunky milk one was good. Do you remember the one with the NFL players? You don't? Vaguely. Yeah, it's Peyton Manning in it. So yeah, that was, that, that was my favorite commercial just because there was so many dudes and it must have been so much fun to just get in there just like, they're like, okay, now you have to catch the ball and then this guy is going to drill you into a giant <laughs> yeah, cake. Right. You're like, okay, no problem. They're like, hey, can you flip over this table with a million champagne flutes on it? You're like, mm, yeah, I think I can handle that. <laughs> That'd be so much fucking fun. But yeah, no, I that was a cool commercial. To be honest, during the commercial breaks, I was just, that's when I would go outside and take deep breaths. Mm-hmm. So I don't really like, remember a lot of the commercials. Mm-hmm. But yeah, hell of a Super Bowl. Hell of a damn Super Bowl. What it do you think? Awesome. Real quick, uh, just to flash forward to the 2019-2020 season, who do you think is going to make it the Super Bowl? And who wins? Really depends on who's retiring. I want to say the Saints. Oh. I really think the Saints were really good. And they're just, they're just, I don't know. It feels like they just never get a fair shake. And so I kind of want them to get there. Yeah. And then they'll either beat us or the or the Chiefs, I think. Or some like weird team. Like, I feel like I can see Chicago is kind of yeah. like criminally underrated because they got oh. fucking robbed, you know. <laughs> Dude, Ch- Chicago, I think next year is going to be coming in hot. I think they are out for blood. Cody Parker will probably not be in the football team. No. Yeah, I think uh, I think uh, Bears Chiefs is a good one. The other, I mean, but that's what's kind of cool about the NFL is that I mean, nobody knew the Chiefs were going to be anywhere near what they were this year. I know they were incredible this year, and nobody like even had any fucking idea other than I'm probably sure Andy Reid because he got rid of what's his name Alex, Alex Smith. <laughs> Poor Alex Smith. Oh God. But you know, like so in theory, the coolest one cool thing about the NFL is that there's always some team that comes out of nowhere that yep. is unbelievable and kill, kills everybody and then loses to the Patriots in the AFC championship. Yep. So every time. Rinse and repeat. Rinse and repeat. Low key, I'll tell you what, your uh your boy Saquon Barkley, rookie of the year. Saquon, Saquads. That's your boy. Are you gonna draft him first? Uh, I have no idea. That's that's so that's light years away. I just have to draft someone that hopefully will not get kicked out of the league for domestic violence. That's really the trick. Speaking of domestic <laughs> violence, Antonio Brown today wasn't charged, but there was some sort of domestic situation. Something happened. Something domestic. Hate to see it. <laughs> you really do hate to see it. That I'll tell you what. I think the uh, the Shazier injury is what killed the Pittsburgh Steelers. I think he was like a like a leader in the locker room. I think he was kind of like the anchor. I think everybody kind of looked to him. He was like their best player on defense. He was really good. Mm. Really good. I feel like after that, there's maybe like a power vacuum in terms of who they look up to. And I think that Antonio Brown was kind of like was supposed to fill that role. Yeah. He is not a good leader. No, he's not. He absolutely is not. But he there's is. lots of guys out there that pretend like they're good leaders and they're not. Kyrie Irving. I don't know if you've ever heard of him. Oh, he's boy. He's a disaster of a leader. Speaking of. If he's even going to be a Celtic next year. By the way, uh, the Celtics, the Celtics played right before the Super Bowl. They played the Thunder at home. They won. Kyrie Irving. They were like, "So, like, you excited for the Super Bowl?" He's like, "Oh yeah, go Patriots." <laughs> it was the most least enthusiastic "Go Patriots" I have ever seen. Him saying the other day. So, NBA free agency has sort of ignited out of nowhere because Anthony Davis, I think, like completely unheard of, was just like. Yeah, I don't. I'm, by the way, New Orleans, I'm not going to sign with you. So if you could trade me ASAP, that'd be great. Which is actually kind of nice of him to do before the summer. But nobody, everybody thought he was going to stay there. Or nobody, like, no. Nobody thought he was going to be like, I need a trade right now, by the way. Yeah, no, no. People didn't think he was going to say it. Yeah, he, people didn't think he was going to come out and say that he wanted to be traded. They thought they were going to wait after the season, but he kind of made it known. And yeah, he wants to be a Los Angeles Laker. So it's the, he wants to be the four teams he would re-sign and do a four-year deal with would be the Lakers, the Clippers, uh, the Bucks, and the Knicks. Bucks? Yeah. Why the Bucks? Because they're like the best team in the league besides the Warriors. Really? Dude, the Bucks are number one in the East. They are insanely good. Milwaukee? Milwaukee is like the best team in the East right now. Them in Toronto. Oh, God. Yeah, they have Giannis. They have middle. Dude, up and down that lineup, they can shoot the ball. Dude. They are dirty. Eric Bledsoe, Brogdon, former Rookie of the Year. Dude, Middleton's an all-star. All right. Yeah, no. Dude, have you seen Giannis play this year? 
he is as they as they say leveled up. <laughs> he uh, he is literally unguardable when he goes to the basket. I don't think I've ever seen anything like it. Yeah, no, it's, Milwaukee did it's not insane. see that coming. Yeah, he's he's a guy that everyone says you have to go see play. So next time the Bucks are out here, I gotta see him. I saw Anthony Davis play the Clippers three or four weeks ago. He dropped forty four points in the Clippers. I think he was kind of saying, "Hey, LA, I want to be here." But hey, yeah, guess what? I'm coming. Yeah, I'm so coming. Anyway, him saying he wanted to leave sort of led to a cascade of other shit happening. Most notably for us, a lot of rumors with the New York Knicks. A lot of people think that KD and Kyrie might team up in New York, or KD and AD might team up in New York. That's a lot of D's. Yeah. Kyrie Irving, um, that is what she said. Kyrie Irving at the beginning of this year in front of the the, uh, season ticket holder ceremony meeting or whatever they had at at the Garden, he said that he would be basically signing here next summer. He told them, if you guys want me, I will resign here and be a Boston Celtic. Now he's saying, I don't owe anybody shit. Right. Which I see all the sides of the coin. There's a lot of turmoil within the Boston Celtics team this year with playing time. Oh, there! I I could have to go on a podcast for like an hour and explain to you the problems with the Celtics. There's just a lot of problems. The main problem with the Celtics team this year is that last year that team almost went to the finals. They were one quarter away from the finals without Kyrie Irving and without right. Gordon Hayward. Everybody thought this year that everyone was going to just basically step up and that they they did have the deepest team. But Brad Stevens having a tough time doling up minutes to like Terry Rozier, Jason Tatum, all these guys, and everyone. It's kind of not on the same page. When you watch Jason Tatum play, he's just out there kind of playing hero ball. The ball kind of just stops with him. They've yeah. they've had some games where they're throwing, they're passing the ball around, and they get a ton of assists, and it just looks like they're playing together as a team. Then there are some nights where they're like down 15 points, and it's like the second quarter, and you're like, what the hell is going on? They suck. And Gordon, I think them sucking with such high expectations is making everybody pissy at each other. I think the Gordon Hayward is not showing a lot of fight is pissing off Kyrie because he's like, dude, I can't win a championship with this guy if he can't play. But it's like, dude, he snapped his foot. It's going to take him a couple years to get back. Yeah. And people in Boston are growing impatient, and that team's in a lot of a lot of trouble. I would not be surprised if Kyrie left after this year. I think he might be out. Good. Fuck him. Well, we'll see how we play in the playoffs. We'll see if we can bring it together. But, yeah, I would say the Raptors and the Bucks definitely are playing better than us. We're lucky that Victor Oladipo went down with the Pacers because they were playing better than us. They had a better record, too. We're, like, fourth or fifth before he went out. So we'll see. It's going to be an interesting NBA season and how everything clears up. The West is up for grabs. Are the Lakers even going to make the playoffs? Depends on when's the trading deadline, Thursday? I think it ends the 7th. Thursday. Yeah. It'll be very interesting. But, yeah. We'll be back next week with another Picks cast. There's tons of sports going on. We'll do different segments. We got this. It's a Picks cast. Um, Max, you want to say anything else? No, good good season. Good Patriots season. Great Patriots awesome. season. Can't wait for Inside the NFL and Turning Point oh and all my those God. fucking DVDs and shit like that. It's going to be awesome. You guys can follow us on SoundCloud and iTunes and Google Podcasts. You guys can talk to us or hit us up on Twitter. Our Twitter handle is at PicksCast. Go Patriots. Go Patriots. You love to see it. All right, guys. <laughs> peace. Back, back.